Hello. Happy <laughs> Thursday. We normally do the show on a Friday and it feels weird doing yeah. it on a Thursday, but it is what it is. March Madness is starting. We've got the play-in games today. That's why I am rocking that Colorado basketball shirt representing CU because goodbye Georgetown to Rudo and AJ who have decided to root for them. Easy money. Bet the underdogs. so rude of you to do that. Georgetown might so be the most overrated team in the history of the NCAA field. I've just got to say, if their name, if the name on Georgetown's jersey was literally anything else, nobody would be picking Georgetown in that game. Just because Georgetown was good 20 years ago doesn't mean they suddenly have a chance in this game. You tell them, Harrison. Come on. Solid point. Solid point. Rudo and AJ – Break my heart. They're not they're not nice when it comes to the buffs. Do you know what is nice and what has helped me? Is Green Roads. Um, I've been randomly just dealing with some a little bit of anxiety lately. Normally when I have anxiety, I can't sleep. And I took some of the Green Roads gummies, um, the relax gummies, and it helped me go to sleep. If you haven't heard, Green Roads is a CBD um company. And as you guys know, DMVR is a huge supporter of CBD. Um and as a consumer, you have to find the products that work best for you. Green Roads hooked us up with some incredible products. And like I said, those relaxed gummies helped me out so much. Just allowed me to go to sleep, which I really didn't think I was going to be able to. So I highly suggest them. Um, they have over 30... 30,000 five-star reviews, and you can use the promo code DMVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Like I said, the ones I used were the relaxed gummies. Also, surprisingly... I wasn't expecting them to be as good as they are. They're like real candy. Like they just taste like real candy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, normally sometimes with like certain CBD products or in like, if they have any THC, you have a little bit of a, like a funky taste. No, these were delicious. Highly recommend them. Use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landeskog. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dunk two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good luck. You won't see it for long. Two on home run. Trevor Story. Lock. And so touchdown. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Our TikTok just went live. And the reason I'm telling you about that is because I put some DNVR employees Breck Brew knowledge to the test. I put five Breck Brews in front of them. They were blindfolded with a DNVR mask and they had to guess which was which beer. And there was five. The best we got was someone knowing four. I was pretty disappointed. I would have gone five out of five on that. Drew, I'm going to need to... Next yeah, time you come in. My money would have been on Drew out of anyone in the company. Rudo? He's the, the favorite, I feel like. You're muted. Oh, Rudo's muted. muted. As the, uh, the Get me in there, too. Yeah. I, 
Drew will probably beat me, but I feel like I could do four. Four? Yeah. Four was the best we got. Uh, we had a few people who got zero. Uh, I definitely Whoa. can do better Ooh. than that. Name yeah. names, Ollie. Name no, me. I'm not going to name names. names. You'll have to, you'll have to watch the TikTok. It's going to be live sometime next week, so definitely look at that. But... If you don't like the beers, Breck Brew seltzers are incredible. They have become an all-time fave here at the DNVR. That's going to be the next challenge, seeing who can test the different flavors of the seltzers. Harrison, I, I would say you and Rai would probably be in the top two of the seltzer tasting ones. Yeah, well, seltzer is a much more distinct flavor. I mean, if we're being quite honest. <laughs> a much more identifiable flavor than just like the hot peak IPA. You, yeah, I guess... There was some people, I put two uh, darker beers in there that got real confused by them. You'll have to watch it. It's a really good video. Um, but let's jump into the topic of today because we have a lot of people watching and I know you guys want to hear um, from these guys. We are talking about what was the best collection of players that a Denver sports team's roster has ever fielded. And shout out to the DNVR Members Lounge for throwing this question in there uh, for our Off the Rails podcast last week. It was so good. We had to do a full TDSP on it. Next week, we'll probably do who's the worst collection of players. Uh, so, Drew, wow. I'm going to just start off with you. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So there are actually a couple of candidates from Rocky's history uh, to, to be considered for this. It really depends on, you know, what we're, we're saying, just the most talented collection of individuals. Yes. Uh, not, so it's not necessarily the people who achieved the most. Um, right. And so you can go with a hipster answer on this and say it was 2009, the team that has the most number of regular season wins in franchise history. Uh, you could try to get real hipster and claim one of the most recent teams that made yep. the postseason. Actually, I actually oh. do think on paper, the most talented team in Rockies history was the 2018 team, uh, but they just really underperformed their abilities and, and, they just had a really and, bad stretch, too, that just really yeah. hurt them in the long run. Uh, having things like that be John Gray's worst season of his career by far, not having certain relievers for the entire season, every single one of Jeff Breidich's free agents blowing up entirely. Like, right. just if one of those things doesn't happen, the Rockies win the division probably comfortably in 2018. Um, but actually, as much as you might think, hey, they weren't really. They were just the team that got hot. They were the team that got lucky. Whatever you want to write it off as actually the most talented team in every measurable way on paper and, and in their achievements on the field was the 2007 Colorado Rockies that ended up yep. going to the World Series. You still had Todd Helton at mm -hmm. near peak Todd Helton levels, and he was still good in 09, but he, he was really starting to fade by then. He still wasn't peak in 07, but he was like getting some MVP votes in 07. You had... The only time you had a fully healthy Troy Tulowitzki in his entire career because he was a rookie and he was just stupid good at shortstop that year. Uh, a legitimate MVP candidate, which the 2019 really didn't is as good as Cargo was. Matt Holiday should have been mm -hmm. MVP in 07. Yeah. Um, oh, the one thing I think you could maybe argue is that the pitching staff in 2009 yeah. was a bit better, a bit more cemented with Ubaldo and, and Jorge De La Rosa. Uh, being there where Ubaldo didn't get there till about halfway through the year in 07. And they were a little bit more patchwork with like veterans and like Jeff Francis and Aaron Cook, mostly just being good. 
Uh, but people also forget how good defensively that 2007 team was. They set a major league baseball record for fielding percentage. And so, yeah, th- those guys were really, really, really good. I-, I do think that the 2007 team was the best collection of talent they ever had. Okay, so that's who, if you had to choose one, you would say 2007. Yeah, and it's funny because I've often given the hipster answer of, well, really, it's 2009. <laughs> Uh, they, they were the deeper team. Uh, they really did run into a bunch of terrible luck to not, not get by the Phillies in the first yeah. round who did end up going on to win the whole thing. And so it's just like, you know, I, I don't think that's the wrong answer if you go with 2009, but I do think people tend to undercut. If you want to put it another way, actually, Patrick and I put up the, we did a whole bunch of research this off season. And one of the things I've been running through is just team OPS plus an ERA plus trying to measure what makes the Rockies good. What doesn't, I know it's a little inside baseball, literally for some people, but just by the advanced metrics, the 2007 team was better. The both of them had a team ERA plus of one twelve, And in 2009, the team OPS plus was 96 and 2007 was 98. The offense was better in 07. They just got unlucky for earlier parts of the season and people tend not to think of the 07 Rockies that way like they got so lucky it's like actually the numbers suggest they were getting unlucky earlier in the season and really were riding the ship in a way that made sense well and that 07 lineup's epic um but I I might side with you because in 09 right Ubaldo's already on the verge of becoming a staff ace by that point yeah, I mean, Ubaldo really difference. was going wild. And and 9 definitely, that's your best one-two pitching punch with Ubaldo yeah. and Jorge De La Rosa was absolutely incredible that year. Is yeah. I'm curious about that. Who do you consider to be the best Rockies pitcher uh, over their franchise history? Because I heard John Boy making a case for Herman Marquez the other day. Yeah, I mean, wow. he will be if he pitches three or four more years. Like, he's about to catch up to Ubaldo Jimenez in a lot of categories, actually. It's still Ubaldo for now. Um, again, there's a misnomer with Ubaldo that he had this one great year in 2010, and that was really it. But, like, he was great in 2007. He was pretty darn good in 2008, and he was great again in 2009. And then he was elite, phenomenal Bob Gibson in 2010. And so – that four year stretch that he had, he's still uh, as the most war, if you, if you want to look at it that way in Rockies pitcher franchise history. So yeah, he's the guy to beat, but Marquez, if he's around for even maybe just two, two and a half more years, he'll probably pass you Baldo in almost yeah. every category. All right. Rudo Harrison. This is my favorite thing about these podcasts and, and our company is that you guys have all lived through all of this. You you were around during the time of this, so you can all talk about it. Do you agree with Drew on that 2007 Rockies team being the best, or do you guys feel a little differently? Harrison, I'll start with you. I mean, I'm going to default to Drew. Um, I mean, th- that's definitely my fondest memory uh, of watching yeah. the Rockies. <laughs> but it's crazy, Drew, how much luck – like you were alluding to, can play a role in a season. I mean, like, look in the NBA, honestly, it's like everything. It, it, it really is. Like, uh, from three-point shooting game to game, I mean, the NBA is just like in a in a place now where it's almost like whoever just hits the most threes in a game is going to win that game, and whoever has just the best three-point shooting percentage in that game is probably going to win on that night. Luck plays a huge role in sports. So I'm going to um, – 
I'm going to default to Drew. Like I'm with you there. If if that's the argument. Bruno, what about you? I think Drew's probably correct, but in my head, having grown up watching the Rockies, the 2009 pitching staff kind of does it for me because as a kid going to Rockies games pretty regularly, every game was like, boy, I hope the Rockies score 10 runs tonight because the pitching's not going to get the job done. So contrasting that side of things, I I do really like the 2009 team. (laughs) And then Dre, you had mentioned 2007 for you too. Or are you going back now? I mean, it's why this is a great question, because I think if you nitpick, yeah, it probably is 09 because of the pitching advantage. But to me, I mean, there's no lineup in baseball that's more like personally meaningful and iconic than an 07 lineup. I mean, one through eight, you just got hyped for who was coming up. It was just built so perfectly. You had the speed up top. You had, you know, some real power in the middle. And I mean, even who was, who was uh, batting eighth? Like Tori Alba? Like yeah. Tori Alba was huge, man. He was clutch yeah. in the playoffs. So you just love that lineup through and through, man. It's, it's like, it's my favorite baseball team, bar none. Hit that big three run home run in the rain in the NLCS. Oh. I was man. at that. I was yeah. at that. Oh, sitting wow. first baseline, me and my buddy in high school. It was packed, obviously. It was snowing when he hit that homer, I remember. And, like, me and uh, my buddy from high school were sitting behind this couple, and they wanted to buy us beers, but we weren't 21, so they just bought us hot chocolate. It was incredible. It was incredible. I think Ryan was at that game, too. And I just – Harrison, you and Ryan have been, like, at – same events or like at the same school and just like missed each other so many times. I think it's so funny. And now you're both here at DNVR. Uh, what brings that up for me is we were watching the, what was it? The stampede to staples documentary. Um, it's like a little mini documentary about the buffs um, winning the Pac-12 uh, championship in 2012. And Harrison and Ryan were chosen out of uh, multiple students there was 50 buff students who were uh, invited and they were both there. And we saw Harrison on TV. We were like, no way. And Ryan's (laughs) like, I had no idea Harrison was there and he didn't know that Ryan was there. So funny. All right. Um, Bruto, I'm going to go next to you. Who would you choose for the abs as the best collection of players that the abs have ever fielded? Um, Put on the ice. So, there's a serious case that it could be right now or in the future. Uh, the three-headed monster, you have Kale McCarr, Bone Byram, even Devontae, Sam Gerrard. Yeah, new hooks on his way. Um, the second line right now is is Nazem Kadri, Brandon Saad, and Andre Burakovsky, who are all, you know, they have more points than some top lines in the league right now. So I think there's a serious case for right now, except for in goal. And don't get me wrong, Philip Grubauer has been great, but he's not Patrick Waugh. Yeah. So it's going to be a really hard one to Close overcome. Are Patrick Waugh. So. <laughs> Just about nobody is Patrick Waugh. So uh, historically, I think it has to be the 2001 team. Um, they won the championship, obviously. You could maybe make a case for 0203. But, yeah, you guys told me that you would you could definitely make a case for O2-0-3. Yeah, the so the O two O three team had a better forward core. It just wildly underperformed because they went out and got Solani in Korea. Um but what does it for two thousand one is yeah, all right, obviously they have Sackick, obviously they have Forsberg. Uh, they also picked up 
Hey Duke, not quite a rookie, but very young. Alex Tangay, not quite a rookie, but very young. Obviously scored the one of the biggest goals in Avalanche history in Game Seven. Uh, and then their defense is just unmatched. <laughs> Adam Foot, you know, one of the best defensive defensemen in the league, is their third best defenseman because they have Rob Blake and Ray Bork ahead of him. So that uh, that's a hockey team that had five NHL Hall of Famers on it. So it's hard to beat. Your your starting lineup is essentially an all Hall of Fame lineup. It's just out of control how good that team really was. So yeah, the the 96 team doesn't even come close to competing with it. They had Forsberg, Sackick and Wah, uh, but when you add Blake and Bork to that, you're just I I can't accurately describe like how insanely good that team was both on paper and on the ice. It it was just insane. <laughs> the comments are also agreeing 2001. What do you guys think Harrison um Dre yeah, I mean that that 2001 team. Just I remember watching it. That felt like a super team, just because there were so many big names on it. Yeah. Yep. And like they they were like yeah, some of them were were past their prime, but they were so good. Like that felt like a super team to me. Yeah, that Ray Bork was 40, and the dude still put up like 45, 50 points that year or something insane. So oh, it's crazy. They're they're just a monster. I they won the cup that year without Forsberg at the end of it. So yeah. That's how good they were. Dre, what do you think? Top to bottom. I mean, yep. in goal, on the defense, as you said, not just the best defense in AFS history. I mean, we're talking about one of the very best defenses in modern NHL history, right, Rudo? Um, and then, I mean, the forward line is GTFO. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so, uh, to me, that's the front runner here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the early 2000 abs, I think, are the front runner to be the most talented um, yeah, team yeah. in Colorado history. I mean, you go down the lineup, too, and there's a, every longtime Avalanche fan. And, oh, who's your favorite, you know, bottom six players in, in Avalanche history? Oh, well, Greg DeVries on defense, Dan Hynote, John Clem. Uh, Eric Messier, all <laughs> Scott Parker as, as a fighter, you know, everybody's like has a favorite depth guy from that team even too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're just top loaded, which they are, but they have the depth as well to just, yeah. it's not fair. It isn't fair. <laughs> we have someone in the comments saying even the president's trophy curse wasn't able to stop the Avs team from winning the cup. The President's Trophy curse is like the least real curse in sports history. Hey, <laughs> AJ's not on this show. I don't need you talking about superstitions and curses being bad, Rudo. <laughs> that one's like been proven wrong like seven times. It's so not a curse. Yeah. Drew, your fandom for the Avs has recently started, but but you were in Colorado during that time. So do you have a do you agree with 2001 or do you have any thoughts or takes on that? I mean, it It seems it just has to be the team, right? Because, well, I know all those names and I wasn't even <laughs> watching at the time. Yeah. And, so, and it's one of those things, too, just, again, as somebody who wasn't into hockey, especially, but has always been into the sports scene in Colorado and, and is hopefully semi-observant, is just seeing people walking around in jerseys and seeing, uh, the, and that kind of proves Rudo's point, seeing, like, not just, sure, you see plenty of Sackick and Forsberg and Juan and all that, but seeing, like, Hayduke and, Messier and like stuff like that. And you're like, okay, yeah, that that team when they're so beloved that 
more than one person is walking around in the jersey of the sixth and seventh best player on the team. That's that's probably got to be it. Definitely. Ruto, what is it? Is it just winning a cup? Is that what it's going to take for this current team to kind of surpass that 2001 team? Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, it, there are still some things up in the air. How good is Bowen Byram? Really? Mm-hmm. How good will Alex Newhook be when he gets here? That's yeah. true. What are the final pieces? Because look, Nathan McKinnon is as good a forward as anyone the abs have ever had for sure. Same thing with Kale McCarr on defense, but how are these pieces going to round out right now? Miko Rantanen's on a hall of fame trajectory, but he has to keep it up. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Kadri's coming up on the last year of his deal. Is he going to stick around? Can he be like a continual force on this team? What do the Evs do with those other spots a little bit? Uh, so the forward core isn't quite solidified enough, I yeah. think. But defensively, they make a real case. I mean, Blake Borkfoot is all time. But yeah. so Makar, Taves, Gerard could be all time. That's sure. exciting. Sounds like we're two Hall of Famers short right now. So like Byram, New Hook, someone has yeah. to emerge. <laughs> there you go. Today. So I mean, if Grubauer... three Hall of Famers in, great. Two Hall of Famers short, that's hard to come by. And I mean, Ruto, plays like... the rest of his career this well, maybe something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say, Rudo. You're still still questioning that goalie goaltending position. So who knows what could happen in the next few years? Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean. Look, goaltending is one of the most volatile positions in all of sports, so you never really know at that spot. But if you get lucky, yeah, it's a real conversation. It's so cool that during, obviously, when the pandemic hit and sports stopped, which is crazy that it's um it's been a year at this point, we did not know what to do. And I'm so glad that we thought of DNVR watches and I was able to go back and really watch that 2001 team, like watch some of these crazy big Denver sports moments. Cause for some of them, I was too young for others of them. I wasn't here. And so like getting a chance to do that um, and be chatting with all of our members in the discord when it was happening and all these other things was just so, so fun. Um, so if you haven't checked out our members discord, the DNVR lounge, I highly recommend it. You can join once you are a DNVR member and we are just constantly trying to put out a lot of content for you guys, uh, written videos, like, we just uh, we finally hired a video editor and we're going to have such great uh, video content coming on YouTube. His name is Aaron. We'll definitely give him a formal introduction to you guys all soon. Um, but definitely recommend becoming a member and specifically right now because we have a fun new perk for the next 300 members. If you sign up to become an annual DNVR member, not only do you receive a free shirt of your choice from the DNVR locker, but you will also get a recovery holistic stick from Holistic Wellness. What's that? Holistic wellness is all about CBD. So just like I told you about green roads, it really can help depending on what you need it um, for your body. Check out the reviews at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. You're getting a product free just for signing up plus a free shirt and all of our content. Um, you're getting one hell of a deal. So definitely um, check out there are giving besides just giving that free product, they're giving all of our listeners 30% off their first purchase using that code DMVR 30. It's a great deal. Annual membership, free shirt and a holistic stick with a coupon inside. Check that out. Moving on to another thing that we're doing that DNVR does. We are going live 
for like 12 hours tomorrow for Big Bets Bonanza. Oh, baby. DraftKings Sportsbook is the presenting sponsor of that. We will be going live at the start of March Madness at 10 a.m. And we will not be offline until the last game ends, which means I will be... <laughs> sitting right here for 12 hours tomorrow. Come chat, come hang out. Uh, it's going to be a really great show. We've got giveaways, all that fun stuff, but we will be placing all of our bets on DraftKings Sportsbook. Go Marsh. win a bunch of money with the uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, bonanza that we're all doing over at the bar, and then take all that money the next morning and bet it on Georgetown. No! <laughs> the abs! The abs play. Uh, that's where I thought you were going. Oh, the abs play in the afternoon. Oh. Bruto! It's a long walk for that punch in the back. It was the setup that hurt as much as the execution. It really was. And, and it was the unexpectedness of it. Just like on a post-game show, Bruto had an unexpected manscape read that I was like not expecting. I literally hopped on and was like, are you kidding me? You went from here to Manscape. How? I'll bet Dre and Drew have CDs in their houses. Oh my God! No, Bruto, <laughs> you're not saying it again. March's biggest tournament is finally here. Like I said, that's why I'm rocking the Colorado basketball shirt. Um, we don't know what's gonna happen, but you can start placing your money on DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It is allowing all new customers to be put in the center of the action. Bet four dollars on an underdog, not Georgetown, and win two hundred and fifty-six dollars. If it's that simple, if you win, um, download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Again, use the promo code DNVR to get that deal. Dre, what's another underdog besides Georgetown that people can bet on? Because boo you, Rudo and AJ. Well, maybe you would be interested in being able to bet on any 12 seed to pull off the upset. That happens over 30% of the time. Every Ooh. tourney, you could get that bet. That's a special bet you can get boosted right now. Also, we are very high on Winthorpe, apparently, upsetting Baylor, which Isn't would be unprecedented. Winthorpe? Can't even can't even say their name, but you're high on I can't yeah. no, I can't pronounce their name. That's impossible for me. I'm also high on Ohio to upset Virginia. That's a 13 over a 14 right now. Okay, there you go. Harrison, what's the school's name? The correct name? Well, I believe it's Winthrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't pronounce it. You've got it right. Yeah, yeah. He said all during Bets Daily, right before the show, he said Winthorpe. There we go. You heard it here from Dre, but also if you're interested in placing any bets, just tune into Big Bets Bonanza tomorrow. Um, there's going to be a lot of great bets thrown your way. Like I said, download that top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR because when you sign up, you can turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code DNVR to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for detail. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dre, did something bad happen in your game? Uh -huh. I am on pins and needles right now. I have Dre's minutes. just quick little like face cover, like <laughs> give, give us the rundown. What's going I, on? Over there? I need a goal. We're in Europa League. It's Milan against Manchester United. Milan's gonna be out if they don't. Mm, 
We almost had one there. Uh, Manchester United up 1-0. We've got 13 minutes to go. I need my guys to tie this up. Um, so. All right, Dre, you keep us updated. I think we'll yeah. know by your facial expressions, but just so. just keep us updated. Before so. we move on to Broncos, Buffs, and Nuggets, we're all looking for ways to save money, especially right now. Um, so how would you like to keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? That's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. Right here on this panel, we have multiple people who are saving a lot more money. Rudo, how much are you saving? $346, I think it was. $340 something. It's like a ridiculous amount of money that they're just like, hey, by the way, stop being stupid and save yourself a ton of money. And that's not per month. That is yearly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. clarify as I say that Eric is saving around $1,600 after checking uh, out gabby.com slash DNVR. $1,600 a year. That's crazy. Right, can, can we all agree that Eric was just making mistakes in life if he was messing <laughs> up that badly? Like, like, I know Gabby Insurance is a great product, but right. there's no way he should have been spending $1,600 more. <laughs> exactly. Most yeah. people, well, I mean, it says that most people save 900 Does so. that count his scooter, though? So does he just have extra things he's oh, insuring? Does he have like a just car, a house, and because he's got his scooter thing? Scooter insurance got him. You could know, be. Drew, I didn't think of that. That could definitely, right. he might insure so his I'll be nice to our perfectly nice friend Eric who would never make fun of any of us. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not in the comments because he's normally watching all of this. Um, but see, we're all saving money. You guys can save money. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check out and there's no obligation. Go to gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. Remember, they do not sell your information, which is so, so important. We I get calls about insurance. And I haven't even used Gabby. I haven't even used any app. Like, ugh, those calls are so annoying. Gabby does not share your information with anyone. So you will not be getting your phone blown up with insurance calls after checking them out. It's super comforting. One more time, head to gabbygabi.com slash DNVR and see how much you can save. Make sure you get that slash DNVR in there to give us some credit. And as always, helping our partners always helps us. All right. Harrison, we're going to start with you. Who do you think is the best collection of players that have ever played for the Nuggets? All right. So I'm going to talk about two teams, one before my time, one um, that's happening right now, actually. And uh, the first one, I'm going to go back to the 1984-85 Nuggets a long, long time ago. But this was the last team to make the Western Conference Finals before the Nuggets just made it last playoff. So, um you guys probably don't remember who was on that team specifically. Uh, the headliners, Alex English, uh, Hall of Famer, mm. a late career Dan Issel. Yeah. Uh, his, his numbers hang in the rafters, obviously. A Hall of Famer as well. Fat Lever was also on that team. And a guy by the name of Calvin Natt uh, was also on that team. Only played in Denver for like five seasons, but that year averaged 23 points a game. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. So, I mean, that team, that, that's a big collection of talent right there. And the other team that could probably contend with that one is the Nuggets team this year, if I'm being honest. And the biggest reason why is they might have the best player in the league in Nikola Jokic. They might have the MVP. Um, he's going to finish higher 
than any Nugget ever has in MVP voting. And behind him, I mean, they got a bona fide big three. Brendan Vogt was saying this on the postgame show last night. The guys were doing like hot box and hot takes. And his hot take was that the Nuggets have the second best big three in the league behind the Nets. And honestly, it's not that crazy of a take. It's really not when you go out on the standings. I mean, Jamal Murray, if he was in the Eastern Conference, he would be an all-star by now. Michael Porter Jr. could be well on his way. So I think if you're looking for a collection of talent, this team right now is in contention. I I love the fact that we have both an Avs and a Nuggets team that could be competing for this topic right now. Like that's so cool. We're in such a great time for Denver sports, an exciting time. And we can only see like where they go from here. No, it's awesome. And that's like another thing that's crazy about the Nuggets being on this list is all those guys are their top three guys are 26 and under. I mean, it's a similar position that the Avs are in. Uh, Nicole Jokic just turned 26. Jamal Murray's 23. Michael Porter Jr. is 22. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, I mean, Harrison Wynn did say on our breakdown this week, don't take the buyout on uh, Nicole Jokic for MVP just yet. Take it. Don't, don't take, take it. The Nuggets right now, the Nuggets are 8-2 in their last 10. They're one game behind the Clippers for the fourth seed in the West. And Denver has a cake schedule upcoming, an absolutely cake schedule. So this, this uh, run that the Nuggets are on, I think is going to continue. And and that's only going to keep bumping up Jokic's MVP chances. What do you guys think, Drew? Who would you say, would you agree with uh, Harrison on that one? I mean, yeah, those teams, obviously I'm, I'm going to point out the 2009 team that also went to the Western conference final. They were a, an inbound pass away from winning an NBA championship in my mind. They were going to roll the Orlando Magic if they'd gotten to the finals. Um, you know, Carmelo, Chauncey was kind of near the end of his career, but still obviously he was great in those playoffs. So good. Um, Nene yeah. and Kmart were underrated as big men. You had uh, great contributors and energy guys off the bench and JR and Birdman. So, um, yeah, and really they were either, like I said, an inbound pass or two or – a heroic effort from Kobe or just whatever away from, they were right there. I think that's the closest they've ever come to winning the, the NBA championship. So uh, I probably would have gone with those guys, but I wasn't born yet in 84 either. So, and, and to Harrison's point, I, I think, you know, ultimately there, there were more hall of famers on that team. And and the guys, if, if you're just looking at the collection of talent, like Jamal yeah. Murray's more of a star player than Chauncey Billups was ever really. Um, you know, Nene and Kmart were, were great big men, but nowhere close to Jokic. And I guess the, the the comparison there is Carmelo. And I and I think they're, even if not, Jokic has got him beat there. So it's just like, um, you know, seeing how the rest of these guys pan out, what, you know, what becomes of them. It, it's probably the more talented team, but those guys got awfully close. No, yeah, 2009 one is a good one. Um Chauncey, so that team should have two Hall of Famers. I mean, Melo's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Chauncey Billups should be in the Hall of Fame. He was a finalist last year, somehow wasn't a finalist this year. I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, but he should be. I don't know if he'll ever get in now. Um, So that team should have two Hall of Famers. I'm glad you brought up Nene because Nene is maybe the most underappreciated Nugget of all time. If you look up like the Nuggets – all time like franchise leaders 
or even if you look up the Nuggets' just best seasons in terms of a lot of advanced statistics, Jokic dominates that leaderboard. Like Jokic's 2017-2018 season is like the fifth best season ever that a Denver Nugget has ever had. Nene is on a lot of those lists. He's on a lot of those lists. He was sneaky, sneaky good in Denver. Yeah. Well, and if he just stays healthy, man. Yeah. Right. All right, Rudo, who are you? Do you agree with Harrison? Do you think it was the 2009 team? How are you leaning? Yeah, I, I think it probably is the honestly, I'm on, I'm on team right now side for yeah. sure. Uh, but I do think it's curious how it's, it's funny how small the margins are because both Nuggets and Avs had so many good teams in the 2000s and, and 2010s that. You know the 2010s are remembered as the worst time in Avalanche history. But you look at those teams; it's like, well, they had Matt Duchesne, well, they had Gabe yeah. Landis, they have all these talented players, but they just aren't the elite cream of the crop like you get right. to see right now in Ball Arena. Dre. Yeah, I think the argument for the current team is the strongest. Um, certainly, a lot of um, Hall of Famers in those mid 80s teams. But I think pretty comparable teams, and I just think this current roster has more upside, duh, than guys who've been retired for 30 years, uh, obviously. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so I mean, if I had to gamble on which team in 10 years will look back and has the most talent, I would gamble on this being the team that will remember as more talent. Okay, let's move on. I've got, I know we, I see a lot of people in the comments talking Broncos. Let's start with Broncos, Dre, and then you had mentioned a Buffs team, so we'll go to that after. But let's say start with Broncos. Yeah, I think uh, my task here is to see Rudo's five Hall of Famers and match him in the 97 and 98 years. I think 97, you could actually make the argument better regular season team, have that first round bye. Everyone remembers that horrendous upset by the Jacksonville Jaguars in the divisional round. But as far as construction of talent, you still have Mike Shanahan on the bench. I think Elway might have been a little better. Terrell Davis, almost just the same. Gary Zimmerman, who was on two all-decade teams, is there. And you've got the defense, you know, with uh, Steve Atwater. And that's just the Hall of Famers, including Shannon Sharp. It's not even to mention Ed McCaffrey, Rod Smith, the rest of that line, the rest of that D-line, the linebacking core, who we all loved with Bill Romanowski and those guys. Tons of talent in that corner. I think that's where you go. It's essentially the repeat teams, but really the one that lost it before the final, the team finally won it all, I think might be the most talented. I think there's a case to be made for 2013 because that offense was so dynamic, but that's also the one year Vaughn was suspended and the defense really wasn't up to par. I don't think it was comparable to the defenses of those late 90s teams. And maybe on paper, this most recent Super Bowl winner in 2015 mm-hmm. is the most talented. The problem is Peyton Manning's not playing his best. Um, and that really kind of hindered the offense. So if you were just to look at that roster on paper, maybe they really give 97, 98, 99 a run for their money. But I think quarterback play cannot be ignored. And I think for Elway playing much better in you know, the three, his three final years than Peyton did in his final. That's why I give the edge there. Yeah. If you just, if you've just looked at the roster, not how they played or anything like that, then that, that 2015 right. team would definitely compete a lot more yeah. to that. Rudo, what do you think? You're muted again. 
I think she just combined our names too. I think we're Drudo from now on. That's at least that's now we know what we know what couple name is. They're great celebrity couple name Drudo. I have concussion problems. I mix up names. I mix them together. I'm embarrassed by the one I'm most embarrassed about is Michael Spencer. I don't know why I call Michael Harrison and then uh, another one of our members, Spencer. I just combine their names whenever I talk about them, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I think it's I think it's the '97 '98 team. I mean, the, to Dre's point, that was a time in John Elway's career where nothing on planet Earth was going to stop that guy from winning. Yeah. It, Manning in Colorado. Don't get me wrong, great quarterback. 100% easy Hall of Famer, one of the best ever, but he just didn't have it left in the tank at the end there in Colorado. So I think that's the big difference for me. Harrison? Yeah, strong agree. Strong agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the Hall of Famers, like the talent, it's it's clearly yeah. that's for me. Well, Drew, do you agree? Capping it off? Correct. Co- correct. <laughs> All right, Dre, what about the Buffs team that you mentioned before we started the show? What's fun is the Buffs, you can make some arguments similar to what arguments have been made for the Rockies and Avs, where yes, 90-91, technically 89-90 are when they go to the back-to-back national championships, Mm -hmm. lose the first one to Notre Dame, win the second one. But I think most Buffs fans would argue the 94 team with Cordell at quarterback, I, I believe that's when there's the Hail Mary um, against Michigan and just the collection of talent on top of the fact that they have a guy like Matt Russell, who's essentially an NFL GM, Vance Joseph, a bunch of other guys who went on to become really important. I think the 94 Buffs team belongs in this because that football team was absolutely stacked. Didn't win the national championship. Rashawn Salam's on that team as well, but still uh, insane collection of talent. Yep, September 24th in 1994, Miracle at Michigan. What a play. It just showed up. Um, I love watching that one. And the call, too. Oh, oh that's crazy. Yeah. Does anyone have any comments on the 94 buffs? No? I think Dre put it well. Dre put it well. All right, now I want to go. So we got we to gotta declare a winner, which I think is going to be hard. So we don't have to – we can put it to a poll – if you guys think it's going to be a little bit hard, or if you guys think it's easy, then that, that's great too. But Rudo, who would you vote out of all the all the teams we talked about today? This is a slam dunk. Oh, one as okay. No other GM has ever been as aggressive as Pierre Lacroix was in creating an absolute juggernaut of a sports team. That and this was you have to remember in the NHL before the salary cap existed. So the yeah. dude just literally went out and got all the best players and was like, all right, we're done here. Super team. Yeah. For sure. Dre? Do you agree? I hate, I hate to do it, but I have to agree. If nothing else, because you have a smaller roster, right? So five Hall of Famers out of what, 22 versus five Hall of Famers out of 56. Uh, I'm sorry, that that math jives with me so yeah i gotta get the i gotta get the advantage to the abs i just i just can't not okay i thought you were gonna put a little bit of a fight up for the broncos but uh, okay harrison yeah it's the abs what when rudo was uh rattling off those that roster breakdown have you guys ever seen that uh video of that lakers fan and he's like this is how we're gonna rebuild the lakers 
We're going to sign all the good players. You're going to play all the bad players. <laughs> like, that, that's what I feel like Pierre Lacroix was doing there. <laughs> Just plain and simple. Get that's it done. That's a great explanation. That's a great case for that. <laughs> Drew? Correct. Okay. <laughs> you got him. All right. So everyone here agrees it is the 01 Avs. Let us know in the comments or leave a comment on the podcast and let us know what you guys think. Um, but we do have most people saying it is between the 98 Broncos, 01 yeah. Avs. But for this yeah. panel, it was decided 01 Avs. Let's move on to who won the week real quick. Drew, if you got to pop out because I know you got your show coming up, let me know. Or I could have you give your argument first for who the one. I'll go. Are. I'll go first. It looks like I've got just a little bit of time. So okay, I'm going to play the song. Hold on, this just takes a little second. Maybe I should give this to you, Rudo, when you're on here, so you can <laughs> <laughs> I'll make this go a little faster. Uh, share audio. Okay. Oh nope, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up the creek? Let's see. Who won the week? All right. I do have to give a shout out before I start with you, Drew. CSU won the week last week. I am so happy for him, you know. <laughs> I'm going to go. tell Justin. It's going to give him something to be excited about. Yes. Okay. And the parade. <laughs> it was between Nikola Jokic for his all-star appearance, helping his national recognition. A. B. CSU Rams fans for getting their first postseason win in four years. C. Tad Boyle for securing CU's best winning percentage since 1969. And D. Brendan Rogers for having a great spring training. How that B. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was mine. That was mine. Um, I, I know. I, I appreciated you making. B won by thirty nine percent of the votes. You know, Justin was having a rough week with the selection Sunday, so I, I'm happy. I'm happy I'm for you, impressed. Justin. Um, okay. Next up, we had A and C tied. Jokic and uh, Tad Boyle. And then, yeah, we we know. Um, and then burn so it associated with the Rockies forever. <laughs> so, Drew. Burn it to the ground. Let's get started <laughs> with you. Uh, right. Go. No one's going to like this. not going to get any votes, though they should. And don't laugh right away because just the fact that the guy's not going to make the team. Connor Joe, you may not have heard this guy's name. He's a former first-round pick who's recovered from testicular cancer. He's made his way into the Rockies system. He's hitting over 400. He's smashing home runs and doubles. He's making men sigh and swoon, and the women love him, and everyone loves what he's doing out there. He's a beautiful man with a beautiful swing, and it's beautiful to see him back out there on the baseball diamond. Hi. Connor Joe, also what a name. Connor Joe Con won the league. Connor yeah. Joe, wow. Okay. Look well, him look is him he up. a left a left fielder? Because that was out of left field. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> uh, no one was expecting that. He's not going to get any votes. Yeah, he, wow. maybe he will. He maybe he will. And Drew, you can hop out if you have to. But that was perfect timing. Okay. Um, I'm going to jump in here because our sponsor, Manscaped. <laughs> is doing this thing where every purchase at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the testicular cancer society. Um, so definitely use that code uh, DNVR for 20% off with free shipping at manscaped. Like I said, every purchase uh, has funds going towards uh, testicular cancer society. 
I am going to let Rudo say this one line. All right, listen up. Listen up here. Of course, take care of your balls. Get yourself checked out. But inevitably, you're going to need some precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They'll help you turn that Kentucky Wildcat in your pants into a South Carolina Gamecock, baby. So when you're watching March Madness alone, sitting there on your couch, it's boring. You get to halftime. You know exactly what to do. Bust out the trimmer. Get the job done. That, right. that is the time to do it. That's the best time. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, Who do wow. I contact to give this man an award for an ad right? of the year on a live stream? Like uh, whoever mean... has that award, get oh. Rudo. Send he, them your address. I mean, he deserves the award a hundred percent. That was sent to us. The, the the Kentucky Wildcat part was in our read, sent to us from Manscape, and I read that and was like, Rudo. This this is made. This was made for you. You need to read this. <laughs> so <laughs> we already do the goaties, right? I'll. You can give me the award called the goatsy. Yeah, let's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> Ali, that's happening. Someone, oh. someone, write that in a note. We're making that. Happen. We're making <laughs> Eric make that now. Oh my yes, god, exactly. I do not want that trophy in my room. All right, <laughs> to put it behind you on every. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> Golden goats. Rudo, you Rudo definitely has the best ad read. La- Rudo, last week you weren't on here, and I just like rambled about Manscape for like three minutes, and was like, "They're everyone says they're great. Go buy them." <laughs> I was like, "Rudo is so good at this. I just don't know what to do." But no. okay, I'll send you a list of like alternatives for Ligma that you can use. And I just- don't think I want that. <laughs> But I appreciate the gesture. Let's move on. Drew, you got to hop out. Rocky's pod is about to go live. 4.05. Go check them out right after uh, the Denver Sports Podcast. Bye, Drew. All right. Harrison, why did the Nuggets win the week? Go. Well, the Nuggets are red hot. They've won 8 of 10. They're on a roll. And the best part about it is they have a bona fide big three right now. A bona fide big three. Something the Nuggets have never had. Uh, I think you can make the case they have the second best big three in the league behind the Brooklyn Nets. Nicole Jokic should be the MVP right now. Jamal Murray's playing at an all-star level. Michael Porter Jr.'s defense is on the rise. It's a bona fide big three. It's a beautiful thing. Fine. You stopped right on time. Thank you for that. All right. Rudo. That's crazy that that's legitimately they might have the second best big three. Right? That's crazy. Dre's going to go do some research. He's gonna- no, <laughs> no, I'm looking at the standings right now because he yeah. keeps saying it and it's starting to be like, well, now let's calm down. But, I mean, it, it's correct. It's either the Nuggets or Allie's Philadelphia 76ers. I would like to say I've never been a 76ers fan. I am from Philadelphia, but don't attach them to me. People in this city will get mad at me. And I just didn't watch football or basketball when I was in Philly. I do love my Eagles, my birds, all the way. But Tobias Harris. Third in Philly's big three, Harrison. Tobias Harris. Who's having a good year. But But Embiid's hurt. Yeah, Embiid's hurt. So I can't even count them, honestly. We're being. Dang, okay. That is crazy. Okay. Go ahead. Can I Sorry. can I move on to Rudo? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> All right, Rudo, go. 
Nazem Kadri won the week. He has six points in his last two games, including three goals, has taken the Avs to what is currently their longest winning streak of the season, hopefully looking to extend it tonight. Yeah, four currently should be five. They're five, one, and one in their last seven. The homestand that started off slowly is shaping up to be exactly what the Avs needed it to be. They've created separation. There's zero doubt on planet Earth that they're going to make the playoffs now. So Nazem Kadri leading the way for him. Perfect. All right. Yep. And Ryan has a uh, cadre for first goal tonight. That's a good pick. A, there's a protection on that because it's a primetime game, Rudo. So pick the first goal score for the abs. As long as they score any time, you get that back. Oh, that's that's the easiest protection ever. All right. Go yeah. go YOLO and go bet on uh, one of the guys coming back. Kale McCarr back in the lineup tonight. Are we sure? We're sure. Go <laughs> yeah, and Byron? Byron yeah, back was, as well. Yes. Okay. Very excited about that. Uh, Michaela's over here. Well, but as well. not in the okay. All right. Dre. Why did the Broncos lose the week? <laughs> what? Because they said goodbye to Philip Lindsay. That's my take. Well, I, I know, love I Phil. Know. I know. And no, you so- just- Phil sucks. I mean, I'm, I'm rocking the Phil you know, that's a bummer. I really, we're going to just go watch Phil go play for another team and absolutely destroy. And I'm so excited for that because he definitely needs to be on a team that treats him with the respect he deserves and also plays him in the right system that he needs to be played in. That was my little 30 seconds. Well said, well said. I couldn't agree more. So maybe Phil Lindsay won the week. Maybe that's your case, Allie. Phil Lindsay won the week because he's going to a team that might actually value his talents. Despite all that, I would say Broncos fans won the week because they are, for starters, maybe the greatest defender in franchise history is staying for at least another year in Vaughn Miller. That is really nice. And I think what we are seeing from this George Payton offseason, while it is hard to see guys like Phil Lindsay go, is a GM that has the best interest of the long-term success of the franchise in mind. These aren't just players for Vic Fangio. These aren't just players for Pat Shermer. It's players to build something great here in Denver. Broncos fans won the week. I mean, I agree with that with George Payton, with John Elway's GM. It has been a lot of win now, win now, win now, no rebuild, no nothing. Like, let's focus on the time at this moment. And these moves, uh, some of these moves have definitely showed long-term plans rather than short-term plans. But someone in the comments said Phil's a little overrated. I disagree. He's going to go off on another team. I'm just telling you. No doubt. That's how I feel. Be good. And he's also like the nicest person. I covered him at CU, covered him as a Bron- at the Broncos, and he's just a really great guy. So I'm excited to see where his future holds. But all right, that is everything for today. Thank you all for watching. Next week we are gonna do what is the best what is the worst collection of players on a Denver sports team roster. It's gonna be a good one. I'm excited to see your for that one because I feel like the Nuggets would have a lot of contenders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, Harrison. I'll have you on that one. Harrison Nuggets and Avs can duke it out again for yeah, worst exactly. team instead of best team. Yeah. They've got some <laughs> candidates there for sure. It's going to be a good one. If you guys have any great topics that you want a panel of Broncos, Avs, Nuggets, and Rockies to talk about, always let me know. You can hit me up on the Discord, um, on the DMVR Lounge, or over Twitter, or leave a comment. Also, go leave a review, a nice review. The last review that we have is a five-star, but it is 
Drew, Tim Tebow sucks. So <laughs> let's get another I, I, I cue in no there. Lie. I see no <laughs> Wow. And he's not here to defend himself. Go watch that wow. show. It is starting right now. We'll see you guys at Big Bets Bonanza tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>